I was just singing a Destiny's Child song in my head. Jumpin'. You, are you familiar? Ladies of your man at home? Yeah. But I changed the lyrics, and I have done this in all of my pregnancies. I change jumpin' to bumpin', bumpin', cause it's bump day. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. I'm at 33 weeks pregnant, and yeah, I enjoy changing song lyrics. One of my other ones is The Wobble by, who, who sings that? You know it. Everybody knows The Wobble. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. But I change it to Waddle because I'm waddling. And I think I started doing that maybe when I was pregnant with Rosie. Might have been Blake. But I'll think of more. And... <laughs> Oh, 33 weeks. Yeah, we are waddling. I've been waddling since the first trimester. I'm not even going to pretend. Listen, my body knew what to do. She said, this is the fourth time around. Here we go, hips. Let's do it. Let's spread out. You take this side. I'll take that side. And I've been waddling ever since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's getting a lot more exaggerated now. And I have to really tell myself like, all right, let's, let's just do a posture check. And I mean, that's good for anyone. So right now I want you, if you're sitting in your car or if you're out for a walk, like where are your shoulders at? It's great to start with like the top of your head and your neck. Like you don't want your chin too far out or in <laughs> that double chin effect you want it nice and aligned shoulders down away from your ears nice and relaxed chest is facing forward how are how is the weight distributed from hip to hip or if you're standing from foot to foot from knee to knee to just a full body scan so i've been having to do that a lot more often and just you know remind my body like hey we know how to walk you can you can walk it's when i'm kind of checked out and I'm tired that I'm finding myself waddling more <laughs> but it's happening uh, so we're embracing it Whew. oh man 33 weeks okay so not a ton of new symptoms um, I feel like I've had to take more iron ever since my doctor or midwife told me to take more she's like hey you, you can take more than just one serving of that a day you can take Take it a few times throughout the day and then eat more iron-rich foods and do all the iron things. And as soon as she said that, I did start to notice, because um, right away when I started taking iron, huge difference. I was like, wow, this is great. And I've told people about it and they're like, maybe I should take iron. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe you should. Or at least get your iron levels checked. That's going to be something you would have to do. It's like a, a lab you would have to do. Maybe ask your doctor, healthcare provider. I know my chiropractor does labs, but I don't know if she would do iron. Um, anyways, it's just very common during pregnancy. It's something that they are looking for. It did affect me and I had taken supplements for it and it, they worked. But then I started noticing like, okay, I already took my iron, but now I'm feeling not so great. Kind of feel like I need to take my iron. So I've been iron. I'm saying it so funny. Um, so yeah, I have been upping my dose, taking it two, three, four times a day as needed. I I shouldn't even take it as needed. I should just be taking a ton of it. 
apparently, according to my midwife, because I don't want the day to come where they're like, okay, we got to check your, your iron again to make sure you're okay to do a home birth. And then for some reason it's low that day. Yeah, we, we have to avoid that. (laughs) I should say we don't have to avoid it. We are trying to avoid that scenario. All right. So last week I mentioned I was going to do a hypnobirthing class and I took it and it honestly, it was a crash course, kind of like intro 101. You've already had three babies. Here's what hypnobirthing is. Here is like the outline of what to do to prepare for a hypnobirth. And, and then she kind of left it up to me to practice these tools and to implement where other hypnobirthing classes, you are doing this with an instructor for two, three hours every week, like in a two or three hour session, I should say. So you get on a call and you're there for three hours whether or in person, maybe it's on zoom, maybe it's on in real, in real life. (laughs) And you sit down with them and you practice these meditations and go over more tools and birthing positions and just, wow, it's, it's a lot. Um, am I going to do that? Probably not. I do, however, have a lot of excitement now around birth and labor. So the call was with Happy Birthing. She is over on Instagram, happybirthing.az, I think is her Instagram handle. She's in Arizona, but she has like a whole team of doulas and they work with women in person. They will work, you know, they will be there with you during your labor, but they also do these trainings and these calls or, I mean, they might meet with people in person, but not be at their labor. So they offer a variety of services. And when she reached out to me, I was like, Absolutely. Because if you heard my third birth story, how I birthed Blake, when I originally like shared her birth story, I got so much feedback and multiple people told me, it sounds like you had a hypnobirth. And I was like, well, I wasn't hypnotized. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't think I did. And that was one thing I learned about hypnobirthing. We like... I don't even know why the word hypno is in there. Honestly, it should be called meditative birth or breathwork birth or relaxation birth, <laughs> which those two words don't really go together. But let me just dive into this a little bit more. So that was like the first thing we went over on our call. So Rochelle was the one who I had the call with and she kind of yeah, said like, you know, this is a huge misconception. Hypnobirthing is not hypnotizing yourself or having your partner hypnotize you while you're in labor. But I literally thought that's what it was. I honestly did. I thought I was going to like learn how to hypnotize myself. <laughs> uh, no, no. It's really more about if any other word I could relate to it was is like meditation. It's like finding that deep meditative state where your body and mind are able to relax you're able to mentally escape your surroundings and your physical situation and go to a different peaceful place in your mind 
So, <laughs> how do we do that during labor? So we went over a bunch of different, you know, what happens during labor, what your body's feeling. It was great. It was kind of like a crash course refresher because it has been nearly four years since I birthed a baby. And I know like there's different stages of labor, there's active labor, there's the transition stage. And then, you know, how baby's head enters the pelvis and then has to also exit the pelvis, which honestly, this baby feels like it's in the very bottom of my pelvis. I feel like he's going to kick a leg. One of his legs is going to like come out of my vagina. Like that's how it feels. He's so low, but that's not true. That's not going to happen. He is going to go head down. He's going to flip over before all of this. And yeah, so it was a great refresher just like seeing it all again and being reminded and like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's going to happen and I'm going to be prepared for it. Okay, got it. Then we started talking about, you know, more, you know, what meditation is and like how we are breathing and relaxing because a lot of labor and she she was very clear Rochelle was very clear to say listen we don't say pain-free labor because we don't want people to expect no pain you are going to feel sensations <laughs> if you don't want to use the word pain though there's other words you can use so we'll use sensation for you know for this for right now <laughs> we're gonna use the word sensation uh yeah so when you are feeling a sensation <laughs> you typically tense up, right? Like if someone steps on your toe, you tense up. Or if you stub your toe, or if you get a paper cut, or if there's like some, you know, just you get hurt. You, your body tenses. You're like, ooh, oh my pain. Oh my God, that hurts so bad. Even if like one of my kids, this is happening a lot to me, will be on the couch. They're cuddling me. But then they go to get up and they put their bony little bitty elbow right into my tender boob and it hurts so bad. And I just go, ah, like the, think about the noises that you're making when you're in pain. So we have to train our minds and our bodies to, instead of tensing up, breathe and release and relax because the tension is only creating more sensation or more pain especially when you're trying to allow your body to relax and release so that the baby can come out smoothly and safely. <laughs> so that's the whole point of, you know, this breath work and this meditation, meditation and like this hypnobirthing is to have less fear and less tension. That's the word we're going to use. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then how do we combat that fear? And this is something that I've been kind of dealing with, but also like avoiding. I do have a lot of fear around birth. So some of the tools that we talked about were affirmations. Because I, I also mentioned this in the last week's bump day. I'm not saying I think I'm thinking or I'm planning to have a home birth. We are changing that to, I am having a home birth. Now, every time I say I'm having a home birth, that is going to work as an affirmation for me. That is going to affirm to myself, to my mind, to my body that it's happening and we can do this. And those are also some affirmations like this is, we can do this. Your body knows what to do. I will have a calm and smooth birth 
at home. My baby is going to work with my body. There are so many positive birth affirmations. And Rochelle had actually sent me a affirmation deck, which I'm obsessed with. And my homework that she gave me was to hang the affirmations up where I can read them every day. And I do need to do this. I was actually thinking about it. I want to make like a vision board (laughs) for my birth, which like, what the heck am I going to put on it? Other than like, I do have like ultrasound pictures I could put on it. I was thinking of maybe adding some pictures of like home births, but is that weird to put like other people's pictures? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go on Canva and see what they have for like um, stock images. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea what I'm about to find. But I really do want to visualize because visualization has helped me countless times in my life. Whether it was like a sports related vision or just my future with my girls, with my babies. I've used visualizing to... Manifest. I was like, what is that word? I've used visualizing concert tickets, front row concert tickets. I visualized us standing in the front row, me and my three friends. I think I've shared this story on here before, but basically we didn't have concert tickets, but we were planning for months to go to this concert. I, we were all visualizing like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. I pictured us in the front row, right? The day of the concert comes, there's no tickets. It's sold out. And we showed up to the concert thinking we'll just get tickets there. Um, there was no tickets, but we somehow ended up front row at this concert, just like we visioned it. And I'm telling you visions. Okay. So vision board, we're going to do it. I'm going to have, I'm going to find pictures of girls smiling when their babies are coming out or going through contractions. Cause I've watched videos about this before and I, I just need to inundate my brain with this idea of a beautiful, calm, fun, peaceful, chill birth where I am breathing through all of the sensations and I am hypnobirthing. But I, I honestly don't even like that word though because I'm like, I'm not hypnotized. Why are we still calling it that? I, I, I could probably look that up and find out why, but not today. <laughs> all right, some other things she also recommended positive affirmations for the father or the part, whoever's going to be there with you because they need to believe just as much, if not more that you can do it. And as much as Justin is like encouraging, loving, supportive, helpful during labor, I know and I can feel in the back of his mind, he's like, oh my gosh, this is getting bad. Like I can just tell he's thinking that when it's happening or that he's got like, okay, well, what? Okay. Like, cause he's a protector, right? Like that's what he's supposed to do as a man is like, think, how can I help her in this situation? How can I get her out of this? How can I, like, what can I do? And I want him to have this belief like she knows what she's doing her body knows what to do more than I do her body is taking care of everything right now so there are affirmations for Justin I'm gonna have to like print out and hang up somewhere and have him read every day too and like I said he's very supportive completely encouraging he's excited for the home birth I just want him to have extra tools 
and start practicing now so that when it gets really intense and when we're in the heat of the moment or maybe I start to give up and I'm like, I can't do this. I don't want him to be like, okay, we got to go. Get in Everybody in the car. <laughs> like I don't want him to have that reaction. I want him to encourage me to keep going. Oh my goodness. This is making me kind of nervous, but also excited. Okay. Another tool that Rochelle sent me, and I mean, you could use a number of things for this, but birthing combs, birthing combs, you know, like a comb for your hair picture like a little black comb. Um, funny story. <laughs> my dad owned his own business, like my entire childhood into adulthood. And I remember he used to work out of, he, he did refrigeration and sheet metal and he worked out of someone else's auto body shop. He had like a little corner where he had all of his tools and he could, you know, do all of his things over there. And he eventually, when I was maybe 10, years old he got his own building and it was like so cool and like thinking about that now I'm like wow what if I bought a building for my business like and it and we could like work out there <laughs> like it must be that must have been so cool for him to like own his own business with like a physical location and all of his tools are there he could like have people come no he didn't have people come there there was no need for that but <laughs> It was like a, a shop, like a workshop, basically. Anyways, the previous owner was making combs there. That's what they did. They produced combs. It was a comb factory. So when he first bought it, we had all these different combs, different sizes, shapes, colors. They had books of combs, like books that they would, I don't know who they're bringing them to, to sell them, but they would bring these comb books. But my sisters and I loved the combs because you know three girls pink and purple combs like we were going nuts anyways back to the birthing combs <laughs> these are wood I want to say they're made out of bamboo but they I don't they could be a different different kind of wood and what you do with them is you hold them in the palm of your hand and you kind of make a fist around them and you squeeze them during the surge or contraction or the sensation that you're feeling when you feel any sort of pain, you're going to take the comb and you're going to squeeze it. Why? Because your brain can only process so many sensations at one time. So it's, it's just acting as a distraction. It's trying, like you're trying to distract yourself onto what's happening in your fingers, or maybe you have the, it doesn't matter. You could use the comb, like the prickly parts facing your fingers or facing down into your palm. It's going to have the same effect, whatever's more comfortable for you. But you can put it in your hand, squeeze it when you're having a contraction. And it's going to, like your brain's going to be like, oh, what's what's going on over, over there? And Rochelle's story that she explained with this is, I don't remember this commercial, but she's like, this used to be a commercial where this little boy stubs his toe. And he's like, oh, dad, I stubbed my toe. Ow, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. And the dad punches him in the arm. And then he starts grabbing his arm. He's like, oh, my arm. And he's like, yeah, see, you forgot about your toe already. And it's so true. Like, <laughs> you can't really, your brain has to focus on one thing at a time. Um, I know us as moms, we are used to focusing on several things. But when it comes to sensations in our body, I'm going to try the comb trick. So I've got my birthing combs. I've got my positive affirmations. 
I'm going to work on my vision board. And then the other things. So wait, let's talk about what's actually happening with the meditation, the breathing, the hypno part of this all. And I know I have not been meditating as much as I should be. I used to meditate every single day, at least five days a week. Like right after my workouts, it was just what I did immediately after. Currently, I currently in my day to day, I do my workout. I start posting it on Instagram and then I'm like, oh, I'm so thirsty or, oh, I need to eat something. Oh, I really want to take a shower right now. Oh, let me just respond to this one email. Like it just goes on and on and the meditation doesn't happen. And I don't make the time for it. I'm guilty of this. And I know we all are, whether it's meditating, journaling, working out, uh, taking your vitamins. Like there's always a reason to not do it. Like it's way, (laughs) it's, it's not going to fit in your schedule if you don't make it fit into your schedule. So that is my current meditation situation. (laughs) And I have to habit stack, which is, you know, taking a current habit, which mine is exercise, and adding the new habit onto it. Kind of like on the tail coat of my workouts, I have to meditate immediately after. So please hold me accountable. If you see me check in that I did my workout, be like, hey, Kim, did you meditate after that? Did you sit down on your butt and close your eyes? And just breathe for three minutes because it's really not that much. It's not much to ask. And I'm always like, oh, I have so much to do. But what is three minutes going to change in my day? Honestly. Yeah, it's not, it's not much. So, but it's enough that it's going to help with my birthing experience. So another thing she pointed out was using all of your sensations or, you know, actually she kind of didn't. I just like tied this in on my own. My brain was like, oh, well, what if, right? Because she talked about essential oils and um, using music. So she did talk about like two senses, like what you're hearing, what you're smelling, and then meditating on that. So if you have like a certain smell that helps you relax, maybe it's lavender. I really liked when I was in labor with Ayla, eucalyptus. That was one. Peppermint is really good for focus and alertness. If you're getting tired, you can sniff a little peppermint. Maybe if your head is hurting or you have a headache, peppermint has been good for that. But yeah, it's really personal preference. So you could use literally any scent. You could use orange, pine. I'm just trying to think of what I have. The thieves scent from Young Living. Maybe it's Balance from doTERRA. There's just so many. And pick a scent. Now I got to start adding this to my meditation, which is going to be fine. It's going to be easy once I just sit my butt down and start meditating. I'll just grab my essential oils. I'll leave it right next to my workout mat, right? And you can smell it. Put on the same audio track I think I'm going to start using my Freya app. I didn't realize or think to do this, but the app that I used when I was in labor with Blake, you can also use for regular meditating, like just a daily meditation. I just thought it was a contraction monitor that helped you meditate (laughs) and breathe in between the contractions. So I'm going to check that out. So Positive Birth Company is... The Instagram page, their app 
is called Freya, which I don't understand why they didn't just use the same name. Um, but it was really helpful for me and I plan on using it again. So I need to start using that during my meditations with the essential oils. So what this is going to do, picture this. I do this every day or like four or five days a week. I'm taking these deep breaths. I'm just relaxing from the top of my head. I'm relaxing my forehead muscles. You can do this right now. Ready? Take a deep breath in and just release your jaw. Let your eyes just soften. Let your lips soften. Keep breathing deep. Inhale and exhale. Let your neck relax. Let your shoulders release. And you go all the way down your body, releasing and relaxing. Breathe in and out. Yeah, so we're going to do that with our oil, with our music. And then when we're having contractions, when we're having those sensations, we're going to break out that same oil, put on the same music. What do you think is going to happen? Our body is going to know what to do. Our minds are going, it's muscle memory. It's just like with our workouts, right? Like our body will know how to respond. It's like when our kids start hearing their nursery rhymes play, not nursery rhymes, but like their bedtime music, we're lowering the lights. I mean, my kids don't always do this, but like they, it should signal it's time for bed, right? Like this is what we do next. We go brush our teeth. We put on our pajamas. We read a book. Like we do the same thing. So that is why do having a couple tools to go alongside the meditating is going to help signal your body. It knows what to do. Your brain knows what to do. We are about to relax. We are about to Zen out. Okay. Um, but another sensation or like tool sense I wanted to add to this. I was like, Ooh, what if I added something like really soft, like a really soft, fuzzy blanket, something like what makes you feel really comfortable? Because I, I just don't want to be uncomfortable. Basically. That's why I'm nervous about the whole bathtub thing. Everyone's like, Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I'm like, is it though? Is it great being wet for hours? Like what if I'm in this tub for like two hours? I really feel like, you know, when your arms are wet, this happens to me in the hot tub, in the pool, or when I'm taking a bath. I just hate when my arms and hands are wet and I go to like touch my face and now my face is wet and I'm like trying to wipe it off and everything is just wet. Like I, it drives me nuts. So I want to be comfortable. I'm going to have to have lots of towels, keeping my upper body dry, my hands dry. So soft blanket is an option or like what and I also started thinking about okay, what do I want to wear obviously I'm going to be wearing or I was planning on wearing my Baobay bra that I've birthed two babies in now they're just so stretchy comfortable that's all I need right mild support I do want to be like covered up slightly I don't like the thought of being like completely naked with a bunch of people like I just don't want to have to worry about anything like so I want to think about what I'm going to wear, maybe like a soft robe over me. Uh, Rochelle also recommended something warm to keep you warm. So that's was was her problem was like in her tub, she felt like her upper body got cold or who told me that? That was somebody else. If you're starting to feel cold, this is no bueno because just like tensing up when you feel pain, think about what you do when you step outside and it's 
12 degrees out, your whole body tenses up. You, you're, you clench together because you're trying to preserve your warmth and that tension doesn't allow for our bodies to relax. It makes our muscles super tight and that is not what we want when we are birthing a baby. So I learned a ton on this call. It was kind of like a reminder. Like I know all this, I know this, I know this, but it was a good refresher and I'm so glad I don't have to learn how to hypnotize myself and (laughs) I know what I need to do now. I just have to meditate, practice meditating, practice deep breathing, get my essential oils ready to go. I think I might order a couple new ones. I also need to order new Bluetooth headphones. I just want a pair that goes over your head like earmuffs. Like I have the earbuds. I have my Raycons. I have one other brand, but those fall out of my ears. Actually, maybe I could try the Raycons. I don't think I had them when I gave birth to Blake, but I don't want to have to worry. I just want like something that will help me zone out. I'm not fiddling around with. So earbuds, I got to get those ready to go. I have to have a pair like charged up and ready that I don't have to sync to my phone that day. Like while I'm in labor. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We want to have that all squared away. I want to have a personal fan just in case I get too warm or just need a little like air. You know that feeling like I just need air. I need air, fresh air. So I'll be working on that list. Maybe I'll make like a little Amazon list of home birth materials that I'm buying. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. I can't wait to share more with you as I progress on this journey and it's going to be, it's going to be great. So thank you for listening in. I'm about to head out for a weekend with my girls at Glow Retreat. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to just, oh get away (laughs) and not be in my house where I can see the laundry that needs to get folded and that laundry basket of folded clothes that need to be put away. Like it's going to be so nice to get away and to have some girl time and to eat yummy food and to hear the ocean waves crashing. I haven't been to the beach in so long and it's time. We are ready. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you on Monday for Q&A. All right. Talk soon. Bye.